he said, you'll never win on the woodcut. And that's okay because some people want it wetter. Some people think it's too wet. You usually fall when you need to be empty. So you've just filled up and they say, take that water cut to the workshop. And if you have to take it to the workshop, it's going to be empty because they can't work on it if it's full of water. Bloody hell, I just, I just filled up. Or there's an emergency and you're empty. Once I got over that, I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it, but I stopped whinging about it so much. <laughs> Give me a truck any day, man. I just love me truck. Oh, I'm greater. My skin was crawling and I was, I thought I was going to be sick. Not actually, but I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. And I started sucking in the big ones. Right. And then you're on the pontoon, push one button because then it should kick in. And the thing is when it does kick in, it's like a big monster and it kind of goes. And then it takes a few minutes for it actually to warm up and apparently it, primes itself and then warms up and then it has to start sucking water and then get it in the pipe and then get it to your truck so it takes a good few minutes but all I had to do is push a button and get the hell off the pontoon. Welcome to the Beers with a Minor podcast. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cup mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me How does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? Oh, you must be rich. How do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? I oh, correct me up. Hello and welcome to Beers with a Miner podcast. This is episode 90. <gasps> Getting close to the big ton, the century 100, ooh, ooh, only 10 to go, getting there. If you're a long-time listener, you know I've been a little absent of late. I apologise for that, but you know me, I'm not a weekly show, I'm a when I get my act together and get it out there and... I've missed you (laughs) and it hasn't been from lack of caring or anything like that. But here we go, right? Enough excuses, Mad Mumsy. This episode is the beginning of what is going to be a bit of a mini series, I think. I've been going through my old recordings that I did back when I was still in mining because in case you didn't know, I have left now um, for a couple of years, but I did do it for 13 years. So like someone said to me, and I was reminded of that in one of these recordings actually, just because you leave mining doesn't mean I'm not mad mumsy. You can take, how did it go? Get it right. (laughs) You can take mad mumsy out of the mines, but you can't take mining out of mad mumsy 
so true because it's still in my bones and I still talk about it all the time. But anyway, what this episode is about is mostly water cart stories that I have found in what I'm endearingly calling my chicken boots archives. So they're not archives of past podcast episodes. These are recordings that I've done in my donger after work or at home. Most of them are from my donger, to be honest, in different band camps that I was at and that, you know, I was still going to be a podcaster or I was hiding or I never got around to it or I thought it was a bit too out there. Um, so, oh my God, I'm loving it. I'm love, loving it. So I hope you will too. Find me on all the socials at Mad Mumsy, M-U-M-Z-I-E, and let me know your thoughts on this because, um, hopefully it's helpful. I think it's freaking hilarious, some of it, and it takes me back. And it really does take me back to mining, especially the last story in this episode. There's three short, oh, you know, I know what they are, 10 minutes or something each one, maybe max, um, of different setups with water carts and then where it leads. So hopefully you'll enjoy them. I'm sure you will, right? Why not? Why wouldn't you? Ha, I'm hilarious. Just ask me. I'll tell you. Hang on, I'll have a drink after that. The next one I'm going to be doing is with one of my daughters who actually went for a phone interview for one of the band camps that I was at as a trainee and I recorded her telling me all about it. Um, my mum was there with us. Because um, back then, I, and I don't do it enough now, I'll say, note to self, Mad Mumsy, start hitting record. I have so many golden conversations still about mining, especially with Mad Baz. <laughs> um, so I need to do that, hit record, because in 2040, I can <laughs> release them. No, but I've got brave boots on now. I really don't care. I'm old. You can think what you want. If you don't like it, turn off and go and listen to something else. But if you do, stay tuned because this is going to be fun and happy and uplifting, but also educational, especially if you are new to mining or you haven't started mining yet and you're a, what I lovingly call a wannabe, nothing wrong with wanting to be a wannabe, right? I was a wannabe podcaster for a long time. Um, so it's just Australian, oh, is it Australian way to shorten things like that? Wannabe just means you want to be. So if you're a bit posh. So for all of my want to be a minor people out there, and also my newbies, new to industry, clean skins, greenies, or NTI, new to industry. So many terms now. 
they weren't there when I started podcasting in 2016. <laughs> so I've got my wannabes, I've got my newbies, and I have my old timers. But I say in my groups, old timers here to add value. Don't be an old timer here coming and saying, oh, how fucking hard can it be to drive a truck up a ramp? You know, go listen to another podcast. Go to another Facebook group. Plenty of those around. <laughs> right? This isn't for you. So they're my three, you're my three main people. And and I see that as your evolution in mining, your journey, if you choose <laughs> your mission, if you choose to <laughs> accept, is to be a wannabe. Find out as much as you can about mining so that you know what you're in for. Don't just... Be like so many people who just see the money and the time off and, you know, there's a car, but have a drink. No train yet. I am home in my studio, so. As you will have heard over previous episodes and everything that Mad Mumsy does, there's a lot of people that start and don't realise just what it's really like to be away from family and the... Uh, pro- pressure perceived or real about production and safety and you know just hurry the fuck up why are you taking so long I got all these trucks on my dump get off and also what am I trying to say I'm trying to say that There's so many things that you don't even know you don't know yet, like the culture. Just go into some of the mining groups online, especially on FBook. If you listen to the podcast, you know why I call it that, because I got got hacked Um, and had to start again, which is why I've only got 240 followers, if you think I'm a, you know, loser who's under (laughs) 10,000. Oh, my God, shut up. So what I'm trying to say is some of these groups will give you a really good insight into the people you will be working with most likely. (laughs) And if you don't like what you see in that group, it's probably – that's a bit harsh because a lot of them are very – like a lot of people – they say a lot more, you know, as a keyboard warrior than they do on the dump or at the crib hut or to your face. They'll save it for after, <laughs> you know, gossip and all of that. But anyway, that is something that Mad Mumsy talks about in so many things and my passion is to help you get an insight into mining life so that you know if it's for you or not before you even start. And if you're a newbie and you're like, holy crap, or it was good at first and then they changed crews or I don't like this trainer or all so many different or bloody hell, I've got to learn the water cart now, which is what a lot of this episode covers is about water cart. So here's an insight into that, which I don't think I've covered much at all. It's inside my course called Gotta Start Date Now What? 
which I highly recommend even if you haven't got a start date yet. Don't let that hold you back because it gives you an insight into what to expect. If you're like a sponge, especially my wannabes, if you're like a sponge and you just want to know more, tell me more about mining, What's you know, that's where to go. So head to mining.teachable.com and you will see it in there. And there's other resources in there as well. It's free to join. Most of it's free. <laughs> right. I get in trouble for that. Bad mumsy, you got to start charging. <laughs> but head over there and, um, yes, an extract. I think it's the first part. Yes, because it's a bit of an intro into ward carding. Is from the machines you need to know on site part of the course with heaps of cool pictures and, and all that sort of stuff. And this one is about water carts. And then the next one <laughs> is where you will hear Mad Mumsy having to fill up her water cart on night shift over at an unused fill point and all of the yowies are over there and how does she deal with it? Hmm. How would you deal with it? Would you have called the supervisor or would you have put your brave boots on? Keep listening. And then finally we go into where Mad Mumsy was really tired. Mad Mumsy, I speak about her. I love her so much. <laughs> I need a drink. I'm such a clown. Mad Mumsy, you know, in case you didn't know, that's me. Leanne, as my daughters call me, Leanne. Um, they don't. They call me mummy mostly, but sometimes it's um Leanne when they want to get my attention. <laughs> I haven't even. I've never verbalised that. That's funny. The final one I'm talking about a time when I was on the water car and I had. Caught up on everything. It was night shift again. It's amazing how night shift and water carts go together with my stories. I'm just having another flashback of one about when I'm, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about that on the podcast about when I thought I'd seen the Grim Reaper run in front of my water cart on night shift after I'd had a bit of a nana nap and which they want to en they do encourage that i have been on cruise and they've said leanne <laughs> go and park that bloody water cart up because once it's watered most times unless you're doing you know like major heaps of pits and you're the only water car and it's windy dries it out it gets to a point where nothing needs water Go through, and this night I had been doing the road from the gate to the pit because the pit was fine and I'd been learning on the water cart. Oh, this is interesting. I'd been learning on the water cart. And if you were my supervisor at that time and your name starts with M, hello, you know you're my favourite, um, you called me up and said, go and park that water cart up. It's basically permission to go and have a nap because you're just flooding the joint. Piss off. And if you're a truckie, 
and the water cart's doing that, it's like, yeah, you're doing your job now. Fuck off. Get out. Because we just got it all back right after your last time you came and flooded. And then there's other water cart operators, all interesting, who will come and put all their sprays on, flood the shit out of it, and then they just go and sleep. You never see them all night. Or back in the day, they'd be up on the dump on their phone watching the footy or something. (laughs) So, yes, this one was a time when I, Mad Mumsy, was really tired. Everything had caught up and I went to park up on the dump and um, the night just took over me. And... To hear me share this story, I'm not going to say it again now, because A, it wouldn't have the passion and the feeling from when I actually recorded it, you know, it was probably the next morning in Madonga um, about the night and I was talking to my future self kind of and saying, This is what I would miss if I'm not in mining anymore or when I'm not in mining anymore. So it was towards the end of my journey when I was planning on all the getting outs and um, I still – and it was – most of these are around 2018, 2017 – It's now, as I record this, the middle of 2023 and they still have not seen the light of day. So I hope you enjoy it. And um, I'm using it as inspiration. I've got shit ton more of these. (laughs) So stay tuned. Remember, head over to mining.teachable.com and um, enjoy. Cheers. Oh, right, it feels like it's been so long since I've recorded. Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? (laughs) I crack me up. (laughs) Oh, Mad Mumsy, you're a clown. I am so, said Leanne. Water carts are probably the machine, once you've been on trucks for a bit, that they will train you on next, usually, from my experience. And once you know you never win, you may even love it. And that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, bloody water cart. I'm always in the water cart. And then (laughs) Mad Baz, who you might have heard on the podcast, he is my stepdad and he's a trainer and he's awesome. He's been mining forever and he he said, you'll never win on the water car and that's okay because some people want it wetter. Some people think it's too wet. You're usually full when you need to be empty. So you've just filled up and they say, take that water car to the workshop and if you have to take it to the workshop, it's going to be empty because they can't work on it if it's full of water. Oh, bloody hell, I just, I just filled up. Or there's an emergency and you're empty. So many things like that. And it's just once I got over that, I really 
I wouldn't say that I enjoyed it, but I stopped whinging about it so much. <laughs> Give me a truck any day, man. I just love me truck. Oh, I'm greater. Um, so, yeah, it can get really, really dusty out there and it will stop the pit if it's too dusty. So until the water carts can catch up, sometimes the fuel, the fuel farm, sometimes the, the fuel point will break down and you've got to go, you know, half an hour drive or an hour's drive just to get one tank of water and you can see the pit, all the dust. And so it's because I've been to quite a few different band camps and it's interesting to see some people, a little bit of dust, that's it, park it up, wait for that water cart, and others like, oh, well, you can still see, keep going, and, you know. So it becomes that what's a hazard, how far do we push before it becomes unsafe and we have to stop. So but you'll learn all about that. And if you look up here on the top left, this is in a, what sort of water cup is this? This was a Caterpillar F and it was about a 785 size. Usually water carts are smaller than the big trucks. Um, and so it was automatic, this truck, but you still had to select your gear pretty good. It's hard to explain. Like you, you need a lot of times you needed to just be in second, like you've gone down the ramp because you're fully loaded and there's water. <laughs> about this. There's a hole at the top where you feel you've got to line up the fill point and get the um what's it called? The thing. <laughs> See? The thing. That's what you can tell the workshop. The thing isn't working. Um the the other name. Anyway, there's a bit of you most of the time it was a bit of lay flat like ag drain stuff that lays flat and the water could just come through it so anyway you had to know which water cart am i driving where's the hole is it at the front in the middle on the side because they're all in different spots usually and then you got to line up and so you spot yourself yeah there's you'll see you'll see on the side little piles of rocks and that's where people have lined themselves up you know and you get out and you turn it on. Oh, shit, it's coming out everywhere. You're in the wrong spot or, or yes, nailed it. So if you're loaded full going down a ramp and <laughs> it all starts to come out over the top, it's all over the windscreen and you're, you're stopped at the bottom of a ramp at a stop sign waiting for people. And the water's coming out everywhere, so it's a good idea to go and do a couple of laps or a bit of a, you know, drive around the crew butt or something if you get too full. Of course, best not to overflow it, but you don't know you're full until it does that. So some have little, you know, digital things and that, but from my experience, they don't last very long. Give them six months, they won't work. <laughs> um, so up here. This is the, right, so it's a gear stick. That's another two-way. It's in the water cart you have, the band camps I've been at. There was a UHF, like, like me little one here, only it was in the truck, and the big two-way. And then, because there's always someone wants your water and they want it now, stinking drillers. <laughs> I always call them that. They know that. But they always want water. 
endearing term. I have lots of driller mates who are very good friends. But so this one here will tell you how much water is coming out. You gotta remember these. This is on and off, up and down is on and off. And these are the actual sprays. At the back, you usually have a line, uh, not the right word. You actually, this one up here shows it good. There were two at the top and then three at the bottom that you could choose from. So you want your, your left one or your right one or stuff like that. That's what those are. And so you need to know what ones you've got on because you don't want the wrong ones on and then the trucks might slide and you have to have dry lines and all sorts of things. So, yes, it's very it's a very important job and also you might have an emergency. If there's an emergency, water cart goes usually straight up no matter what um, until they're told, no, you're right. Um, so if you're not full, go and fill up. So an emergency, you might have to fight a fire on a truck. One of the machines might be burning down. So this is a, there, there is a lot to it, being a ward car, a lot of responsibility. I, I wanted to tell a story because I told it today and I, I just want to record it while it's still really raw and I'm sitting here watching the cricket, kicking back, having a beer. Yeah, so what happened? Oh, I might need to stand up for this. Okay, I'll stand up because it'll be more energetic. Okay, so I'm standing here with my slippers on the mat, so hopefully you won't hear me mumbling around. So, but what what happened was, so I, I'll use this recording, editor extraordinaire. I want to use this recording to practice this story for when I'm doing one of my talks um part of overcoming fear i think so why well, here's a here i'll stop rambling here it, here's what happened right so it was a night shift and i was on the water car and the fill point in our pit had stopped working so i had to go and fill up at another pit it's not that far and it's actually a pit that i it used to be our home but now we've moved on and oh, <laughs> okay I just need to stop that. How you do this, how you do this is how you do life. And what am I doing? I'm recording in my room. That's awesome. Good girl. I'll leave that back on. So, uh, yeah, right. So I was on the water cart and I had to go over to another pit to fill up night shift. And there was no light over there. There's a, a crib hut but there were no people around and there was no one on that channel and I was starting to I thought no it's all right I've been I've been to this fill point quite a few times many many times over the years but it's just our fallback one now because we've moved away and so I wasn't worried I thought oh, it'd be a nice drive we'll toddle on over there and of course it was night shift and I get there and the pump wasn't turned on so the pump obviously has to be working to get the water out of the lake there's, and there's, you can actually see the water there and see all the ducks and, and stuff and the birdies. And then um, the pump has to be on and then normally you'd turn on turn a, like a steering wheel 
or a handle depends on the on the effort set up that they've got and then the water comes out up standpipe into the top of your truck so i get out there and i notice that the pump isn't on because it has a flashing orange light like oh crap because to turn it on i've got to walk down by the lake and onto the pump because it's on a little pontoon and i've got to walk across this um little gangplank <laughs> not a gangplank but a you know like a walkway i'm like oh fuck, i really don't i don't want to do that i'm not going down there i could get attacked there could be pigs there could be snakes it could be crocodiles <laughs> i started like really talking myself into like there's no crocodiles right we're in inland queensland you clown but i was just starting to really tell myself i was getting scared that's what it was i did not want to go in there and um i thought and because no one was on that channel either i thought i'll just go back onto our channel and i'll call up the supervisor and get someone to come over and turn on the pump and then i started thinking oh but you know why aren't you doing it is it because you're a girl but you know all these sort of things come through your head and i think i know how to turn this pump on i've done it before come on you can do it so fuck it right just let's just go and get it done and don't muck about because the longer i stayed down there the more likelihood i was going to get attacked by something so i walked down and i'm standing there and my heart I, i was in full panic mode really when you look back my heart was pounding my skin was crawling and I was I thought I was going to be sick not actually but I'm like oh my god I don't want to do this I don't want to and I started sucking in the big ones and I'm going no I, I really oh like right now you 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 have to do it just look and it's not far it's four foot right and then you're on the pontoon push one button because um, then it should kick in and the thing is when it does kick in it's like a big monster and it kind of goes and then it takes a few minutes for it actually to warm up and oh, apparently it primes itself and then warms up and then it has to start sucking water and then get it in the pipe and then get it to your truck so it takes a good few minutes but all i had to do is push a button get the hell off the pontoon so i decided the way uh, you know, it was in the new year, so I was all fresh and ready for this new year, 2018, if you're listening in the future. And I was, right, you know, if you think you're going to get up and start speaking on stage or to groups and women's groups or whoever I end up telling my story to and helping people and talking about women in male-dominated industries and... um helping new operators and all sorts of ideas that I want to talk about and share my story as well. Like you can't even walk across in the dark on this little thing. If you can do this, you can do freaking anything, right? This is what I'm thinking. So sucked in the big ones. And I I pretended, I visualised in my head, obviously, (laughs) I pretended that I was about to walk out on stage not in front of a huge crowd like at the at a concert or anything but um 
say, a, a conference or um, a seminar or something. So, <laughs> have a drink. So I stood in front of this white platform, sucking in the big ones and thought, if I can do this, I can do anything. And if I think I'm going to start standing up and putting myself out there and talking on stages and getting up in front of groups of people, I need to be able to walk across here, push a button, and then I'll remember this moment forever. Or I could chicken out and go and call the supervisor. So anyway, sucked in the big ones. <sighs> Visualise, walking on stage. Not to a thunderous applause or anything, but walking on stage. I was a bit dressed up, feeling nice. And I walked on, and because there's like spider webs and everything. And I was saying, don't, don't look around in my head as well. And then um, I opened this little door. And I saw the button that said auto and I held it in and she fired up and I'm like, right, it's running. That's, there's nothing, my work here is done. And so I turned around and as I turned around and walked off, I, <laughs> I cannot describe the sense of achievement <laughs> that I had and how powerful I felt in that moment. And I did like the, not quite the rocky thing, but that was the feeling that I had. And I was like, yes, I did it. I can, I can do anything. This is my year, you know. <laughs> I can do it. Anyway, oh, the truck was lined up right and the water came straight out as soon as it all started working. And so I walked up and down in the area uh, where we would, when I turned it off. And um, I practice a, sp a talk, a speech, not a speech. I don't like that word. I, I practiced um, my signature talk and it was freaking awesome. And I just wished I had recorded it. I told my story about the life that I left and got into mining and the trials, a couple of trials and tribulations and the passion that grew. And now it is... Um, that is what I'm doing, sharing my story and insights to help other other women especially and also new people into mining or people that want to get into mining, people that are just about to and people that have started. And um, it was great and I just felt so powerful. And ever since then, I've just, I'm just really taking myself back to that moment Any or Anything that I'm doing where I feel scared or, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Or And it's like, come on, you want to get up on stage? You, gotta, you can do this. If you can turn on that freaking pump, you can do anything. And I've done so much. I'm trying to remember some of the other things that I did. I wrote a couple down today. I've, um, um, yeah, no, we'll go into that later. I can't remember one at the moment. <laughs> Mm. so um here i am talking to you and do you want to know the funniest part about that whole story i think is i got back to the crib up and i told one of the other water cart operators that was there and um he was laughing he said did you see a white bucket oh yeah 
yeah quite, i've never seen that there before he said did you know there's a remote control in there for the pump i'm like get you're not serious how come i didn't know that he said well i only just found out myself and so you open the bucket you get the remote control out you stand up right next to your truck safe with the lights no crocodiles <laughs> pointed at the pump and it starts and then you point it at it again when you finish and turns it off how civilized and i i just i couldn't believe it and then i said no i needed to have that experience i needed that experience with the pump because it will forever inspire me and um yeah it's just a moment that i wanted to share so i overcame for you that time another i'll just tell you one more quick time promise you know me i've got lots of stories you better listen to the podcast right i i had i bought a ride on mower we got a bonus from work and i was so excited i love my ride on mower i i had sadly i had to sell her when i was out of work for a while and to pay the mortgage i had to sell my toys and she was one of them um but i paid two houses mortgage for one month so that was pretty awesome and she went to a great home and she had dragonfly pictures i love my mower and uh, I will get another one soon. It's on my goal list, on my vision board. <laughs> so this day, I wanted to take the mower over to um, my other house that my daughter was living in. And it's not right to ride it across the Bruce Highway, which had been done by others, but I was not doing that. No way, it's too scary. I pushed it over there once and thought I was going to die. <laughs> so I thought, no, I'll put it on my trailer because I had a really good trailer with for my motorbike. But And I had ramps. And oh, I'd seen it put up there to go and get a service before. But I had to put it up and I tried to push it up. But yeah, no, that was, no couldn't do it. So I'm sitting on there and I had to, I'm like, I have to ride it up. And I'm sitting there and I was so scared because I'm scared of heights, right? But you know how high a trailer is, seven by five? Well, three, three, oh, three foot? I don't know. But it, the ramps weren't like 10 foot long, so it wasn't 10% grade. <laughs> like at work, it was probably, you know, lots, 20. And I'm sitting there and I was like, I can't do this. And then at that time, I had been learning the grader. And I know that I still had a lot of passion in me about driving the grader. And I was really scared to drive those as well. And um, I was sitting there on the mower going, oh, my God, I can't do this. I'm just going to ride it across the highway. No, you can put the freaking mower on the trailer. And then I said, I don't know if I said it, actually, or if someone else said it. No, I think my daughter... And then my daughter yelled out to me, Mum, just ride it up there. You drive big trucks and a grader. If you can drive a grader, you can drive a freaking mower up onto a trailer. And I'm like, oh, you okay. And I did it, and I felt so good. That feeling, once again, you know, of yeah, elation, and yeah, I did it, and oh, I can do, I can do anything. So I drove it over the other side of the highway and I got over there and went, oh, now I'm going to get it off. Because, see, you're sitting on the mower, so you're up higher. That's that's high. And then you have to go backwards. And I, I, I think I ended up getting off and rolling it and just letting it roll. But, you know, if you haven't got the ramps 
lined up. It's not one big ramp like a tailgate. It's two, and if they're not lined up right, shit's going down. Oh, so anyway, I, but I conquered it. I did never do that again, though. <laughs> like that pump, I'll never have to do that again unless the batteries go flat. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Thank you. Very good. What else did I want to record? Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Hello, hello, this is Romeo. Okay, so I just wanted to hit record and share about, this is a good thing that happened when I was at work. I was on my ward cart and it was night shift and I'd had a pretty good night. I was feeling good. I wasn't feeling that tired, but everything I'd caught up and it was getting towards the end of shift. I think it was about four o'clock in the morning. And it's the start of April 2018. So the weather's quite nice and balmy. It was a little bit cool. Our first little taste of freshness, but not needing a jacket or anything by any means. And I thought, oh, I'll just pull up on that top dump out there and just put my seat back, shut my eyes for 10 minutes because I didn't have to do anything for ages. So I pulled up there and... The stars were amazing as I looked out my my window. And then a really good song came on the radio. It's one of my current favourites out of the crop of songs that they're currently thrashing. Um, it's one of those... It, it take, feel, I can't remember what song it is, but it feels like it's taking me back to... Uh, the 70s or it's just a good feeling like those good Macca's ads at the moment with the um, <laughs> hippie cool grandparents uh, and it was like uh, these these one day these will be the good old days or something it might have been that song anyway I was sitting in my truck and I thought this is pretty good night this is pretty good night it's nearly over and I've enjoyed it and I've watered pretty well I think I haven't annoyed anybody or scared anybody not that you'd know well you would but um i'll just shut my eyes but i was feeling so good i just i oh no i'll just step out and i'll have a look at the stars oh and they just they took my breath away and it's still oh you can hear it in my voice it just really I thought, wow, look at this, because there was no lights anywhere at all. I'm up high, so there was no obstruction. And I looked up and I could see there was the Milky Way. I still don't know where the Southern Cross is, so I won't be getting that as a tattoo. (laughs) 
the saucepan was gone. I'd already seen that earlier, but this was just stunning. You know, one of those nights where every single star is shining, twinkling, and oh, it really did take my breath away. And then this song was on, and I'm like, looked around, I bugger it. And I started dancing, standing outside on the deck of my truck, laughing at myself, going, You're such a dickhead. But I was I was having fun and I was enjoying it and I sucked it all in and I had a bit of a moment about I'll remember this when I don't do this anymore but I came from a good place of not doing it not a I don't want to do this anymore which is what it's been the last few months it was just I will never forget the feeling that I've got right now and the excitement and the freedom that I know is coming. I just felt so like I know that this is coming and I will look back and I will miss this one day. And, but I also know that I'll have more opportunities to go out and look at the stars unobstructed at any time and then sleep in when I want to and I might even have a beer in my hand. (laughs) So I just needed to share the passion that is still in my heart from that night. I've been recording some of the bad ones uh, to help me with my signature talk and stuff and this is one of the good ones. So, good on ya and this will be good to listen back to because it'll be one of those times when I don't drive a truck anymore and I have replaced my mining income and now I'm 10xing it and I'm helping the world. (laughs) Okay, get on with your meditating and go for a walk and then get on that computer. Okay. (laughs) This is the week that we are launching Dione's first course, Hard Hat Mentor, her first free one. So I gave myself yesterday after night shift to basically do nothing. (laughs) Unpack the car, I watched my kitchen rules catch up, went up the pub for lunch, got some beer and uh, the house was pretty tidy. Zoe come over, we had a lovely afternoon, a couple of hours as the sun was going down out the back, looking at my weeds, and uh, um, my fish tank is, my fish pond is so clear, first time ever that it's that clear, and I could see all the way to the bottom, and all the fish that's in there, it's kind of like it's all the little things that are happening under the surface that have been muddied and now they're clear (gasps) oh I like that and then I came in I didn't need tea because I had such a huge lunch at the pub um just me and myself out the back just had one had my lunch and just yeah one beer night shift you just feel so seedy like the worst hangover Uh, And then I started going through Zoe's clothes because we're making space in my studio. And she said, there's heaps of clothes in there that you can have, Mum. So I started getting them out and I tried on a couple of pairs of pants and jeans. I think I might have found myself about five new pairs. So I'm going to go through that today in between my uh, working on Blister's course. So computer, clothes, computer, clothes. Well, there you go. I hope that gives you 
a lot more insight into being a water car operator and that might be the very next step on your mining journey, right? Or something that you can aspire to if you're still a wannabe and you haven't got a, a job in the mines yet. You get a lot of freedom as a water cart operator. You know, yes, you're under the pump and everyone wants water. And I did realise that stinking drillers never came up in that conversation. Ha, you know who you are. Hello, Rick. <laughs> they want water. A lot of people want water. And when they want it, they want it now. Okay just in case you didn't realise that from that conversation. But I hope that you take away from it, you never win on the water cart. You do get a little bit of freedom. You get to, you know, have a nap on night shift if once you've done your job. But keep two-way up. Always keep the two-way up because there might be a bloody emergency just when you're about to nod off. <laughs> if you want more Mad Mumsy... And not just sit around going, bloody hell, when's she going to do another podcast episode? I'm hanging. <laughs> Please head to mining.teachable.com where you'll find all the resources that I've created to help you over the years. Mega, mega resources. <laughs> My God, you're a clown. Have a drink. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just so proud of all the things that I've put there for you. A lot of it's free. I think you can get the online pounce course as a PDF and an audio with audio from me for $27. So you can, you get the, you know, like something you can look at with lots of pictures and read it and stuff and the links are clickable and you get me talking you through what is the free course but for 27 bucks join me <laughs> so that's there and that's about getting a job in the mines and is mining even for you because not everyone's cut out to be a miner but why not what does it take to thrive and survive in this industry <laughs> um yeah, the whole first section is in that Pounce course, the free one or the big fat $27 one is about are your family cut out for it? Are you ready for this, that, that? Do you want to relocate? Do you want to fly in and fly out? Do you want to drive in, drive out? It's all the questions to ask yourself before you even start looking for a job, really. And to know what questions to ask, which is why you need Mad Mumsy. And then, of course, in there is also my signature course, Got a Start Date, Now What? And I'd love to see you in there. It's a growing, evolving, it's alive. <laughs> it's my baby. And there's always more and more going in there. So... It's from you've got a start date, you've got to pick your boots, you've got to pick your uniform. What happens if they change your start date? Why did they do that? What Did you even know they might do that? Right. What machines might you see on site? So many things, so many things. Uh, head on over mining.teachable.com. 
free to join, heaps of free resources in there. And, oh, one of the courses, and you must do this if you want to be a minor, <laughs> I believe, is the mining terms you need to know with Mad Baz. Go there and join that up, print that out and um, listen to the podcast. There's a podcast episode. I'll leave the links to that in the show notes for this episode, which will be madmumsy.com forward slash beers 90. <gasps> 90. Oh, can't wait till it's 100. <laughs> Getting there. This series will we'll crank it out, crank it out. I've got them. Next one, remember, is all about... After my daughter Zoe, she knows that I'm going to put her on there. She's the one. If you are on the YouTube channel and you see someone in a sim in in a simulator, that's my daughter. And there's a car. Time for a drink. There's another one. They're racing. And another one. They're racing too. <laughs> Stop it. Can't just keep drinking. So if you follow the Mad Mumsy channel on YouTube, which is the one with the pink hard hat and the plaits, not the halo in the plaits, that was the initial Mad Mumsy brand, all about, you know, a bit woo-woo and spiritual and stuff. <laughs> so, yes, Zoe is the one on the YouTube video on the simulator, the stimulator, as they are known on site, in case you didn't know that, right? Oh, did you go and get stimulated in the simulator? That's another whole story. So make sure you're ready for episode 91, which will be Zoe talking all about her her feelings, how she felt, what questions they asked, and I'm drilling her as well. And as the more we spoke, the more she remembered about the interview that she went through with a traineeship as a dump truck operator. So make sure you listen to that. And then the other story in that is where she's talking about me after night shift. (laughs) when she first moved up here and all these rules she made. I've been out in the bloody mines for a week with all these rule makers and procedures and SOPs and freaking, you know, corporate mine people coming down and telling you, you know, what's going on and then come home from night shift and um, she's got all these rules. It was just one. Make sure you listen in so you'll know what it is. I'll see you then. Until next time, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun. For we only live once. Cheers. Here's to Chicken Boot Archives. Oh, I love it. Oh, there's a car. Better have another drink. Love you. See you. Bye.